Hi, this is Becky. And Patricia. We are former college teammates and believe that life is a team sport. Our goal is to encourage and inspire strong women, families, and communities using lessons learned from sport. Welcome to the team room. Welcome back to another episode of Life is a Team Sport. We are excited to have you all back here in the team room. And in this month of October, we have entered a new series called Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. And we are really looking forward to delving into that and um, have some great content for you guys. So I'm here with Becky and our guest, Amy. Becky, how's it going? It is so great. The fall is here in New Jersey, so we've had a nice, nice day here. Yeah, it is. The the fall weather has been lovely here in Maryland as well. Well, like I said, we have a guest today. Her name is Amy Park, and she's a friend of mine that I met a few years ago. Actually, I met her at a craft fair. My son actually met her first and um, just... <laughs> attached himself to what she was doing right away and they became friends and he brought me over there. And anyway, um, we've collaborated on a couple of things ever since. And um, I got to hear her story recently that she's going to share on here today. And I thought it was so compelling and I'm just really excited for you guys to be able to hear it. So Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So we are going to dive into the story of you figuring out your son's gluten insensitivity. Is it sensitivity? Yeah. Yes. Gluten sensitivity um, here in a minute and that whole health journey that you guys have been through. But first, we want to hear something from your highlight reel. <laughs> well, I'm just laughing right now, thinking about that day when I first met you and how funny that was. And like the amount of customers that your son brought me. And <laughs> honestly, I probably owe him money <laughs> for all the sales he got me. He was so sweet. I remember that so well. So um, yeah, right now it's kind of embarrassing what I have to share, but something I've been really, really into, and you probably already know this, Patricia, because you follow me online. I recently got a new blender (laughs) and I am so obsessed with this blender. You guys, like it has been such a long time coming. I had my old blender for so long and it was so crummy and so broken. And I finally bit the bullet and bought this new blender. And, um, I, I talk about this blender way too much. I mean, honestly, like we could probably fill the whole podcast just on me talking about this blender. (laughs) And I feel like that's how, you know, you've like reached a certain age in life when like your favorite thing to talk about is a new household appliance. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. We had someone recently who talked about their vacuum cleaner. So you're not alone. You're tracking. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So wait, tell us what it is. What kind of blender did you get? Oh my gosh. It's called a blend tech. And don't ask me how much it costs because I'm sure I don't need my husband to hear that. Um, it, it was, it was expensive. It was definitely an investment, but it was called blend tech. And I mean, it just pulverizes anything you put into it. It's just so awesome. So it's really great because our old blender would never really get things quite smooth enough for my kids or my husband to drink it. And now I can just put anything in there and it's just, it's just a really great way to get some good fruits and vegetables in them. And so, yeah. yeah, that's great. Do you guys drink a lot of smoothies? Yeah, we drink them like they're going out of style. Like 
we drink a lot of smoothies. I mean, it's one of the fastest ways just to make sure that my kids have, you know, their vegetables and fruits and, and they usually hit their daily limit before, you know, lunchtime just based off of the smoothie. So yeah, we're pretty, pretty passionate about them here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Blend tech. We can Google yeah. how much it yes, can look and that all up. the cool things that it does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'll put a link in the show to somewhere that people can find it if they yeah. want more information. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your background and a little bit about your family. Yeah. So I live in Rockville with my husband and I have two little boys and I am a stay at home mom. So, um, kind of juggle everything and wear all the hats currently. Um, and I, uh, really love connecting with other moms and, and talking to other people about health and wellness and kind of how important it is and how easy it can be. And I think sometimes people think that getting healthy has to be really expensive. And I'm really passionate about educating people on how they can make small changes in their life and how it doesn't have to be this big thing and it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to taste awful. And, um, you know, you can do it and, and you can, get your family on board. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm really about. I really like helping empower people to not feel so scared about, you know, playing a big role in their health and how really, really, really important it is for us to be proactive about it and not treating it when it's too late and and we're already sick and taking advantage of it right now. So, um, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, no, that's really good. And I think, you know, we're all about empowering women here as well. And I think in the field of health, especially as moms, it's easy to put our own health last and, you know, make sure that everyone else is taken care of. And then we get to ourselves and we're like, I'm just too tired or I don't feel like figuring it out, but it is so important to take care of ourselves as well. So I really love that that's something you prioritize. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's so important. You know, we hear it all the time. You can't pour from an empty cup, you know, and, um, I don't know why us as moms, we just do not put ourselves first. And so I think it's about building habits that are not hard and that are not restrictive and that are available on the go. You know, I I think it's so, so important. And, and, you know, social media is such a blessing because it lets you connect with people and helps you get you know, any amount of information at your fingertips, but unfortunately there is a lot of evil that goes along with it and a lot of comparison. And so, um, we find time to find negative things online, but not time to prioritize our health. And so I think it's really important. And I try and do that in my little corner of the internet, internet to try and, you know, share with people how it doesn't have to be so hard. And it's really important. Yeah. For sure. Well, today we're talking about your journey to figuring out your son's health issues. So tell us a little bit about how that started. I know, you know, back when my kids were really little, that was one of the most frustrating things for me was when they were sick and I didn't know why, because they were too little to really tell me. So tell us how old your son is and kind of, you know, how that journey went. Yeah. So my son, um, is, is five, five and a half. And, um, he has always suffered. I mean, from a very, very young age suffered from eczema and it was never horrible. You know, you see some children who have eczema that it like completely covers their face or, you know, I mean, you've seen some really awful 
you know, pictures and, and heard really awful stories about eczema. It was never that bad, but it was always there. And it started honestly, when he was probably about six months old. Um, and so he struggled with that. And, um, uh, another big issue he's had has been, um, his allergies. I mean, even just the other day, I was looking through videos from when he was about two years old and his sinuses are so congested. And at the time I, I didn't notice it, you know? Um, but now looking back, gosh, it's such a red flag of like something was not okay, you know? Um, but he couldn't tell me, you know, he didn't know any different because that's just how he always felt. So really eczema and allergies were the two really biggest things that he's has suffered with for a very long time. More recently, um, probably in about I would say maybe the past year and a half or two years has been, um, he suffered a lot with his sleep and not so much that he wasn't sleeping or that he would get like crazy drowsy during the day or, you know, anything like that. But he would say a lot to us, um, mommy, I'm tired, you know, I'm so tired. And he would kind of do the, like, lose control of all your bones and just like flop around, you know, like, I'm so tired. But, and, and, you know, Becky, like what you were saying earlier with your daughter, it's like, I didn't, it's not that I didn't take it seriously. Now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, how was I not paying attention to that? But at the time I thought, oh, he's just bored. You know, he's not really tired. He slept through the night. You know, he's not tired. He's just bored. Um, and another really big sign that I wish I had picked up on was, um, like brain fog and his short-term memory. I mean, I remember uh, we would wake him up in the morning and we'd be like, you know, today's an exciting day. We're going to go to grandma's house and all your cousins are going to be there and we're going to play in the sprinkler and we're going to da, 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 you know, all these things. And we would get ready and we would hop in the car and it would be 20 minutes later. And, and he'd go, where are we going again? And my husband and I would look at each other like, ah, we're going to grandma's remember. And, you know, we just kind of passed it off as he wasn't being a good listener, which again, I just feel so now that we're where, where we are, you know, I just didn't know that those were red flags, you know, because those were common things, you know, that he'd be bored and he'd be, you know, saying he wasn't, you know, was tired and he wasn't listening. You know, those are things that kids do, you know? Um, so those are really kind of the main things that, that he's kind of suffered with. And I think we've kind of adapted to and not maybe realized how bad they were because it happened so gradually throughout his life. Um, and, and, you know, we have been to the allergist, we've been to the pediatrician multiple times for these things. We've been to ear, nose and throat doctor. We've been to at least two of them that I can remember over the years, Um, and, you know, they would always give us, you know, a a steroid for, for the eczema, you know, um, well, is he waking up overnight? Well, then he's getting enough sleep. You know, everything they gave us was either just a bandaid or kind of, um, have you ever felt like you're talking to someone and they just aren't really getting what you're saying? (laughs) That's really how it felt. I remember leaving multiple doctor's appointments, just feeling like they just, they just didn't get me. Like they, 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 I don't think either they didn't hear me or I didn't explain it well enough. Like I'm not being heard 
what, what's happening. Um, and you know, as, as a mom, that's so frustrating, right? Like all we want to do is help our kids. We want to make them feel better. Um, and I always kind of felt in my gut that it had something to do with his diet. I really always felt that. Um, and anytime I would bring that up, I was totally just, you know, no, it's not his diet. No, it can't be his diet. No, it's nothing in his diet. You know, eczema is the skin, you know, you need to, you know, put lotion on him within the first three minutes he gets out of the, the bath or you use this steroid. Like, no, 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 it has nothing to do with his diet. And, but I just kind of always felt like in my gut that it was his diet. And finally this summer, and I don't know if it had to do with the fact that he's was starting kindergarten, you know, this fall or what, but I just kind of reached this breaking point and, um, and, and, and kind of had a little bit of a breakdown and went to my husband and was like, I need help. You know, I have done hours upon hours upon hours of research. I've tried all the lotions and the creams and the vitamins and the supplements. Like I've done everything I feel like I can do and I need help. I need help from someone. And so that is kind of where it got. <laughs> I had to have this, this breakdown to get to where, I, where we're at. <laughs> yeah. I have a question, Amy. Um, this yeah. is so interesting because I feel like I'm in, I'm in, I'm connecting with you completely with my daughter, Allie, um, who's had a stomach ache for two to three years. And I feel like a horrible mom saying that, but because I think I'm, I'm going down your route. Um, I just have a question for you. When you, did you ever go to like a nutrition, a nutritionist, a, um, natural homeopathic type doctor person? If I'm, if I'm saying those things, right. Did you ever, did someone ever point you in that direction? We were never, ever pointed in that direction. Um, yeah, we were never pointed in that direction, but that's actually where we ended up going. <laughs> um, I was really reluctant to go see a nutritionist or a dietitian. to be totally honest with you. Um, I didn't, I, I was reluctant to do it because I didn't feel like they were going to give me, like we needed to figure out the root problem. Does that make sense? Like I didn't feel like if I went to a nutritionist and I didn't have like to be able to tell them, you know, now on the other side of it, to be able to say, Hey, here's this problem. Can you help us come up with, you know, what he should be eating to make sure he's reaching these milestones and these requirements. But without having that problem, I just didn't really feel like they would be able to provide much help. Um, but when I kind of finally had the the, the breakdown and and said to my husband, like, listen, we got to find someone it's not going to be covered by insurance. It might cost an arm and a leg, but enough is enough. Like we need help. And he kind of gave me my, (laughs) gave me the blessing to, to do whatever we need needed to do because he's always been very supportive. He, I, I kind of always say like, I'm a little bit of a crunchy granola mom. Like, you know, the, the food our kids eat is, is probably, you know, not maybe what most kids eat. I'm just really, um, particular about, you know, what we eat and what we have in our house and what we serve our children. Um, and so, and he's always been a little kind of like, you know, well, but everyone else does this. So shouldn't we be doing that? But he's kind of (laughs) slowly, um, gotten on board with it. So once I kind of had his blessing, I just started this huge deep dive of finding what is uh, a functional, 
medicine doctor, um, the specific doctor that we have found is a naturopath doctor. That's, that's, I'm just asking because I've been kind of told maybe to go down that route as well. And it's not covered by insurance. So I'm, I'm kind of in your boat. So we're going down, we're we've taking gluten out, but we're going down the road of the more um, medical too. Um, but keep going. Cause I, I'm very, I'm very, yeah. well, and you know, I feel like that's what's, what stopped me for so long was the cost. I just thought, you know, this is going to cost thousands upon thousands of dollars. And, you know, it sounds so awful to say when your kid is suffering to say, well, sorry, you're not worth the thousands of thousands of dollars, but you know, you know, it, it money does play a part in it, right? Like that's why we have insurance because we can't afford those things always, you know, we don't always have the resources to be able to do that. So I will say it was shockingly less expensive than I expected. Like I cannot believe I waited so long for how affordable it is. And obviously I'm sure it's different everywhere. Um, but it was so much more affordable than I expected that I was like, Oh, why didn't we do this sooner? (laughs) You know? Um, but, uh, we finally found the naturopath doctor. And if you don't know what that is, basically, you know, all of their knowledge is based on science and it's really focuses on your whole body. And as opposed to maybe, um, uh, you know, Western medicine doctor who would try and address the symptoms, uh, naturopath or more holistic doctor is going to try and find the root cause of the problem. And, you know, please don't get me wrong. Like I, have doctors in my family. Like I 100% believe in, in science and doctors and pediatricians and, you know, and, and all of that for me specifically, I needed to find somewhere that was in the middle because, you know, our poor pediatricians, their hands are tied. Like they, they can only, when, when we come into their office and we say, help my my kid is scratching and itchy and their skin is bothering them and it's waking them up on at night and they're bleeding and they have 10 minutes with us. They don't have enough time to find out what is causing the issue, right? They just don't. And it's through no fault of their own that they are just trying to help us as quickly as possible. Um, and so, so I want that to be known, like I'm not against Western medicine at all. Um, and, and, you know, one thing that I was really worried about when we went to go see the holistic doctor, I was so nervous that, um, I, I kept saying to my husband, you know, if this one isn't a good fit, there are so many others because I was like praying beforehand, like, dear Lord, please do not have us go in there and her say, you know, take these crystals and rub them down his body every (laughs) night before bed. You know, not that if you use crystals, like not that I'm against them, but that's just not the answer I was looking for. Um, and so, you know, I just didn't really know what to expect, but you know, it, it, their, their knowledge is, is rooted in science, you know? (laughs) Um, did you, did you stick with the first one that you went to or we did, did to to several? Yeah, we did. I had, uh, you know, it's actually really pretty hard to find one that focuses on, um, children. A lot of them would start at like the 12, 13, um, age. And so it, it was, it was pretty hard to find some that focused specifically on children. Um, but she has just been such a blessing. It was such an answered prayer when we found her. So she's, she's been a really good fit for us. Yeah. Wow. That's really neat. So you went in, you described the same thing you've been telling all the other doctors. So what was the difference? She, 
she actually listened, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and I remember, I remember about halfway through the appointment feeling like I was having to hold back tears because I felt like for the first time she gets it. And not only does she get it, but she's going to help us you know, and I showed up to this appointment, like, because I'm type A and I make all the lists and I have all the things. So, I mean, I had, you know, screenshots of the lotion he uses and the bath wash he uses and our detergent that we use and the vitamins that we take and the supplements. I mean, I had everything and she didn't ask for one of them. She knew as soon as I said, and explained everything, she said, we need to test him for food sensitivities. She said, without a shadow of a doubt, this is something internal that's going on that is showing up through his skin. Um, and we need to see what he's showing a sensitivity to. So, um, we basically left that appointment and I mean, I was so like shocked by the information that she was confirming for me that I left the appointment without taking any notes, which is like unheard of for me. I don't do that, but I was so, I mean, I'm happy that I had a mask on because I'm sure my mouth was just open the whole time because I was like, yes, yes, finally you get it. Like, yes. (laughs) Um, but, but we left and we did the two main big things that we did was we did a food sensitivity test. Um, where it was like a finger prick, um, where they test for, uh, 96 common foods. Like, um, you know, they test for all the nuts and they test for, you know, different meats and eggs, you know, egg white, egg yolk, um, all the flowers, um, cheese, dairy, whey. I mean, they, they test for 96 of the like most popular things. Um, so we did that. And then we did a full blood panel where they, you know, looked at you know, everything, but specifically they looked at, um, his vitamin D and his iron level. Mm -hmm. Um, so if your kids have eczema, those are apparently two things that are tend to be really, really, really low. Um, and which can cause tons of other issues. Like, you know, if you're, um, it, it was one of them, either the vitamin D or the iron that if it's really low, kids can complain of growing pains in their legs a lot. So it was just really interesting that the things that she tested and then obviously gluten. And I will say as just a little side note here that all of these tests are not the same. So do not go online and just order one and assume that you're necessarily going to get the same results because that's just not the case. Um, you really have to do your research and work with someone who, who knows where, the results are going and, and, and making sure that the test is going to give you accurate results. Um, and then as far as testing for gluten, you also have to be really careful about it because in our area, LabCorp is a company that can handle that, but there's a lot of other areas where they don't have that. And so you just have to make sure that you're working with someone that actually knows what they're testing or you could get really skewed results. So yeah. So we left that appointment with that and just totally armed with all of this information of, um, uh, some supplements that she, and and vitamins that she was um, going to give him. And we didn't, we had no idea at that time when we left that there was going to be an issue with gluten. She did not, um, tell us that we didn't know what it would be. We just knew that we were going to going to finally get some answers. And so, um, a couple days later, we got a phone call from her and she sent over the test results and, 
<laughs> he had the highest um, gluten number she had ever seen of any adult or child. And she basically said, you need to eliminate gluten from his diet immediately, immediately. And, um, and I didn't really understand because, you know, there's so many terms, right? There's celiac, there's a food allergy, there's a food sensitivity, there's an intolerance. And I didn't really know, (laughs) you know, what does this mean? Do we have to worry about cross-contamination? Like, you know, can we share the same toaster? Can he play with Play-Doh? You know I mean? There's so many things you don't think about. Um, And so she was really able to help help us with that. And he was officially diagnosed with what's called non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So it's different from an allergy, which is why the allergist never caught it. Um, You know, you think of an allergy as you know, we all had some kid that we went to school with that has a peanut allergy, right? And so no one could bring peanut butter and jellies and, and that type of, or, or someone who has a shellfish allergy. And that typically results in, you know, immediate swelling of their mouth and hives and difficulty breathing. And a sensitivity doesn't show up that way. It is generally, everything is happening internally. So people sometimes don't even know that they're having a sensitivity to it because it can show up days later. And so they might have a stomach ache, Uh, but you can't trace it back to anything because it could have been three days ago, you know? Um, So she was kind of able to help explain that to us and explain that this food sensitivity was causing this immune response in his body and and reaction that, you know, it's not life-threatening, but it can cause brain fog and difficulty sleeping and overwhelm your immune system so much that it shows up in eczema. And I mean, all these things just started like clicking, like, oh yeah, he has that. Oh yeah, he has that. Oh yeah, he has that. Um, you know, his teeth enamel not fully forming because, um, his body was never properly absorbing all the vitamins and minerals that he was eating. My son is very, short. He's always been on a really, uh, on the shorter end of height and weight. Um, that's because he was essentially being malnourished because his body wasn't absorbing all the vitamins and minerals. You know, he was having growing pains in his legs. He was, uh, waking up multiple times overnight because this gluten sensitivity, I mean, it's in your blood. So it was affecting his brain activity. Um, I mean, it was just so incredible what we learned. Um, and so obviously we cut out gluten immediately. (laughs) Um, well, what was, what was that like? I mean, I think about my own diet and I can't imagine cutting out gluten immediately. I mean, I I would need to go to the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty hard. Um, I mean, we looked at his snacks and it was like, everything has gluten, you know? Yeah. It was so hard. And, and, you know, I, I think all the time, anytime I start to feel overwhelmed by that and, and frustrated, you know, there are other countries where if you have a gluten, you know, uh, issue, you are given extra money each month to help buy groceries. You know, I mean, we just aren't really supported here in this country. If you have an issue with gluten, which is just so, so sad, but anytime I start to get overwhelmed, I just remind myself that, we live in an area where we have access to grocery stores that carry gluten-free products. You know, that is so huge. There are so many places, even in our country that they don't have that. 
like or, ordering gluten-free food would be challenging for them to do. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. Now did your whole family go gluten-free or just your son? So it's pretty interesting because the way that, um, my son actually has received his gluten sensitivity either from me or my husband, the way that the, his gene codes is, is it, he got it from either one of us. So, um, we still need to go and get our, <laughs> our, our blood, uh, tested for that. I kind of secretly don't want to, because I I'm like, I'm sleeping fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, when we first started, we tried offering him gluten-free options while we continued to eat gluten options. Um, but he felt really left out. And so generally speaking, we have, when we have family meals, no gluten is served. Okay. So whether that means we're sneaking in our gluten when he is at school or, you know, just the other day we went to a restaurant that we really can't go to anymore because they don't have gluten-free options. So we went when he, he wasn't with us and, you know, we don't tell him about it, but, um, but one night we were eating tacos and we, my husband and my other son and I were eating flour tortillas and he was eating his gluten-free tortilla, which, you know, they aren't great. Um, and, and he's, he looked at me and said, mommy, I, I wish I was eating that tortilla. And I thought, oh, it was just such a dagger to the heart. And I thought, well, yeah, of course you do. It's right here in front of you, you know? Yeah. That's so hard. Well, and he's five. Right. And I mean, I've heard, I haven't tasted a lot of them, but I've heard that a lot of the gluten-free options, don't exactly taste the same, right. As the bread and the tortillas and the cake and all that stuff that, that we eat. And so have you been able to find things that he does actually like? We have actually, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we found some really great things. So, um, and I, I do try and share that online on social media too, because you never know who might be going through it and might be, or know someone, you know, and to be able to pass it along. So we have officially found a pasta that he likes Um, and you know, although certain things like the tortilla category, (laughs) I I really don't think there's anything that replaces a flour tortilla, but a lot of other gluten-free foods are actually, they aren't awful. And it's because in order for them to make the gluten-free food, to make up for the taste, they have to add a lot of fat and a lot of sugar. So I've learned that a lot of people who go gluten-free tend to gain a bunch of weight because suddenly they're having like a lot more sugar or fat in their diet. So, um, uh, it's the hardest part has been trying to find like he's at school. Right. So, um, if you know, the kid sitting next to him has Teddy grams that he's eating at lunch, like I want to be able to offer him a gluten-free equivalent Teddy Graham. So he doesn't feel left out. So it's been more or less, um, trying to find things that are kid friendly, I guess you could say, um, but I think we're getting there. Yeah. And wait till they start trading food at lunch because that was Allie. She came home with Oreos and I had sent her something that was, (laughs) and, and I, and she's like, I'm like, girl, your stomach, because we're, we're with you in the process of doing that. But I agree with you. Like there are some good things. Like my girlfriend went and found all these crackers and cookies. The cookies were good. Yeah. Loved them. So I do agree with you on the flour tortillas though. Yeah. I've tried all of them. We've tried all the different tortillas and I was like, 
Yeah. We're just going to eat ours over here too. Because yeah. It's just not the same. Like, I just think that, that, that is just, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Your guy is so young too, Amy. So that's kind of good that he's five. Like, I mean, because he hasn't had experienced tons of really good food already to where, you know, what I did just find gluten-free breadcrumbs. So I'm going to make chicken nuggets with uh-huh. the breadcrumbs. So I thought, oh, that'll be good. Cause yeah. chicken nuggets. Exactly. Yeah. So how long have you guys been gluten-free? Like how long ago was this that so, was out? it hasn't been that long. It's been just over two months that we've been doing it, which is mind blowing because it feels like it's been years. <laughs> yeah, so what's been the results? Is he still having any of those issues? Is he gaining weight? You said he was underweight. Like how's, how's it been for him health wise? So we learned that the antibodies that are in his system right now last for about nine months. So a lot of the, like maybe the skin issues she's had said could start to resolve, but you really won't see anything maybe until like the four and a half month mark when you're half, you know, your antibodies have been halfway, um, replenished. I don't know what the right word is for that, but, um, but it's been so insane like just totally bananas what has happened to him. I mean, his eczema is essentially gone, like gone. Um, he is, he always slept through the night, but we would see on the monitor that he would like sit up a lot overnight and, and then have to get readjusted. That's completely gone. A really big thing when he got off of the gluten, um, that was really hard was he was very, very, very emotional. Um, and I actually reached out to the doctor about it and was like, is he going through detox symptoms? Like what is going on? Like he's an absolute monster and just, I I can't like what's happening. And she actually said that the, um, when you consume gluten and it affects the same neuroreceptors in your brain as, so when you stop eating gluten, it affects the same neuroreceptors in your brain as when you stop drinking alcohol. And so he was going through withdrawal. And so we actually were able to get him on a probiotic that helped repair those, um, those neuroreceptors. So, um, a definite improvement in his eczema, definite improvement in his sleep, the short-term memory just like appeared to have, it's just back. Like he remembers everything we tell him now. Um, almost like I kind of wish maybe he didn't remember at all. Um, um, the only thing that's still very, um, very much like going to be a work in progress is his allergies. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, you know, it just takes time. Like you can't reverse five and a half years worth of, you know, damage, so to speak in just two months, you know, because the way his gene is, she was even explaining to us that this would have been affecting him even when I was nursing him before he was even eating, eating solids because I was consuming gluten. Right. So, you know, it's a lot of, Wow. A lot of repair that his body's working on right now, but it's been so incredible. Those are incredible results though, for only what, seven or eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really impressive. And I think that's very hope giving for people who are on the other side that haven't been able to figure out what it is, what the issue is for their child um, and still need to do all the testing that, you know, you can figure out what it is and make these changes and see improvements. Yeah, definitely. Wow. 
that's that's really awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on here to share your story. Is there anything else that you think moms should know as they are trying to figure out their their child's health issues and just navigating all of that? Were there any any tips that you have maybe as you've already kind of done a lot of it um, that you have for moms? Yeah, I think just not being afraid, you know, well, first and foremost, giving yourself grace, like, you know, this is not easy. And the way that our healthcare system is set up is it's not intended to support you when you are questioning doctors. And I hate to say that, but just, you know, give yourself grace as you go through it and then find people that support you. You know, it's really hard going through it and doing things different than other people. And, you know, it's, and, and knowing that people are, you know, kind of going, oh, what are they serving or, you know, whatever it is and, and finding people and surrounding yourself with people who will support you and encourage you and not make you feel like a weirdo, <laughs> you know, is really, really important and, and finding people who will encourage you. And just lastly, just don't be afraid to ask questions and to become the advocate for your child. You know, God gave us our children for a reason because he knew that we could handle them the best and be their advocate. And so I think it's just so, so important that we remember that, you know, we are capable of taking care of them and having the right, you know, information for them. So don't worry about questioning what doctors say or other people say, trust your gut and know that, you know, what's best. You really do. Trust your gut. I like that. That was well said. Yeah. And that was well said, Amy, you, you are, you're the right one for the job. Yeah, absolutely. Trust your (laughs) gut. (laughs) Well, before we let you go today, we would love to hear a story from your blooper reel. Oh my gosh. I have so many, I feel like, but this just happened. Um, I mean, all moms do, right? Like, um, but just because this happened the other day, uh, it's just fresh in my memory. I was outside playing with both of my sons and we were kicking a ball around and my son asked me to kick the ball really high and I kicked it and it landed on the roof. And, um, immediately like waterworks started because I lost the ball. The ball was gone and my husband was inside on a meeting. So I couldn't come inside and get a ladder or like get his help or anything. And so in a super embarrassing way, I eventually got the ball off the, (laughs) off the roof. And I was a little embarrassed because we live on a pretty busy road. And so I knew people had probably seen me, but I was like, whatever, you know, they're just driving by. Maybe they didn't see me. Um, but then a couple hours later, I got a text message from my neighbor saying that <laughs> the highlight of her day was watching me get the ball off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what did you do to get the ball off the roof? Oh my gosh. I found like these, <laughs> I found these like stakes that we had used for some outdoor decorations and kind of used them as like makeshift jumbo, like chopsticks. <laughs> And was like up in bushes. It was, yeah, it it wasn't, it wasn't, but I got the ball and the tears stopped. So, you know, (laughs) well done. You know what? That's what we as moms do. We're problem solvers. Exactly. (laughs) That's kind of the theme of this whole episode, right? So that's a perfect story. Right. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. Um, We love having women on the show that can share 
practical advice for us and for us as moms, as we're trying to help our children and advocate for them. I love that word that you used. Um, I think this was really, really great uh, for a lot of women. I think it'll help a lot of people. So the last thing we do on the episode is to pass the ball. And we want to give you the opportunity to shout out a woman in your life who has inspired you. 100%. I pass the ball to my mom. Um, you know, I don't think you realize how much your parents sacrificed for you until you're a mom yourself and going through this and going through this process and the doctors and the researching and, and, you know, shopping all the different things. I know my mom has done the exact same thing for me and, um, she's always supported me and, and encouraged me to kind of question and, and to be his advocate. So, uh, she just inspires me so much. So hundred percent pass the ball to my mom. Yay. Go mom. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, how can people find you if they want to follow you on Instagram to follow some of these tips, some of the cool things. I know I follow you on Instagram and I see all the cool things you bring home from Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um, so my son is allergic to red and yellow food dye. And recently I know you had some Cheetos that didn't have yellow food dye in them. And I was like, Oh my gosh, where'd you get those? Right. So <laughs> Amy's constantly sharing that kind of thing. Um, so where can people follow you on Instagram? Yeah. I'm on Instagram at Amy Elizabeth Park. And yeah, I'm there daily sharing uh, the craziness behind the scenes of my house and of the plenty about my blender. So I hope you'll come <laughs> and <over>. that. <laughs> yes, love it. Well, you can follow Amy there. You can follow us life at Life is a Team Sport. There's an underscore between all of the words to get some of the cool video content from some of our interviews, to get some more behind the scenes. Um, interviews and content there as well, as well as some more encouragement. And as always, life is a team sport and you are never alone.